Today we have a video message. Okay, so our first house church leader that's going to be sharing the, the Devo is Brian, Brian Chu. So if you could turn to the screen, we'll look at the Devo together. I'll be leading worship and then I'll lead us through some uh, corporate prayer topics together. Okay. Good morning, Solomon's Porch. My name is Brian, and I have the pleasure of leading today's session. This will be the first house church-led devotional in this year's season of Lent. Let us open in prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for this opportunity to read into your word together. I thank you that we can worship freely. And over the season of Lent, I pray that we are able to open our hearts to receive your word. I pray that this be an opportunity for us to grow as individuals and as a community. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be reading from Matthew 1, 1 to 25. Let's turn there. Matthew 1, 1 to 25. Genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham fathered Isaac, Isaac fathered Jacob, and Jacob fathered Judah and his brothers. Judah fathered Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez fathered Hezron, and Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Aminadab, Aminadab fathered Nashon, and Nashon fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz by Rahab. Boaz fathered Obed by Ruth, and Obed fathered Jesse. Jesse fathered David the king. David fathered Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon fathered Rehoboam, Rehoboam fathered Abijah, and Abijah fathered Asa. Asa fathered Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat fathered Joram. And Joram fathered Uzziah. Uzziah fathered Jotham. Jotham fathered Ahaz. And Ahaz fathered Hezekiah. Hezekiah fathered Manasseh. Manasseh fathered Amon. And Amon fathered Josiah. Josiah fathered Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah fathered Shiltiel, and Shiltiel fathered Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel fathered Abihud, Abihud fathered Eliakim, and Eliakim fathered Azor. Azor fathered Zadok, Zadok fathered Achim, and Achim fathered Iliad. Iliad fathered Eleazar, Eleazar fathered Mathen, and Mathen fathered Jacob. Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, since he was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had thought this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." Now all this took place so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, 
which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and named him Jesus. Amen. I split up today's reading into two parts. First, the genealogy, and then Jesus' birth. Typically, I skim over these portions of the Bible. It takes too long, and the names are too difficult to read. But as I read over the passage this time, it dawned on me just how many people there were, and how long of a time it must have taken for these people just to exist. It was 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the deportation to Babylon, and 14 generations from Babylon to the Messiah. That's 42 generations. The faith of these people had to be strong enough to be passed along 42 generations. I can only trace my family back a few generations. From what I know, my great-grandmother was the first Christian in our family. She, in turn, brought my grandmother, and my grandmother brought my grandfather, and then my father, and now myself and my own kids. I pray that we have enough experiences and and knowledge of God that we can also pass it down for many generations to come. Also interesting in the genealogy portion of the scripture are the names included. Usually family trees just show the names, but the passage occasionally includes details such as a person's status or a major event at the time and the inclusion of women. I can understand why you would identify David the king or at the time of the deportation to Babylon. These seem like logical highlights and important callouts in a family's history. But the inclusion of women seems odd. Which women were highlighted makes it even stranger. Tamar and Rahab were prostitutes. Ruth was a foreigner as a Moabite, and Bathsheba wasn't even referred to by name. Jesse fathered David the king. David fathered Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. It's as if Matthew was going out of his way to shine a light on the sin and brokenness in Jesus' family history. As the devotion says in the app, God doesn't relate to us by our merits and pedigree. He relates to us entirely by grace. Jesus' birth. When reading the passage, I asked myself, what would I have done if I was Joseph? It would have been a very difficult situation. He would have had to deal with so many emotions, anger, sadness, betrayal. I can only believe that Joseph's relationship with God must have been very strong. Even before his dream, he chose compassion and love instead of anger. His response to the situation was to shield Mary from shame. Verse 24 to 25 in the message reads, Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. They wanted to ensure that there was no doubt that Jesus was immaculately conceived. So Joseph starts off in the passage by trying to keep everything a secret, trying to quietly divorce Mary to hide her from the shame. But after the dream, he went completely the opposite way by stepping into the situation. Their obedience was so exact that they waited until after the baby arrived to consummate their marriage. He knew there was shame in this situation and possibly ridicule from people who did not believe them. And yet he chose to obey God. Telling my friends and family about the 21-day fast is probably the closest thing I've had to do where I knew people would think I was crazy. While an extended fast isn't anywhere close to telling people that my wife had an immaculate conception, it is the closest thing I've had. I decided to follow God at the cost of being ridiculed by my peers. 
During this past fasting season, our house church and our community at large have experienced so much breakthrough. Whether it be healing, revelations, or family members accepting Christ after many years of prayers, all this came about because a group of people chose to be obedient in God's call for us to, to enter a season of prayer and fasting. I know that God has a plan, but I sometimes wonder what would have happened if Joseph didn't listen to the angel. The, the Bible doesn't say much about Joseph, but he must have been a God-fearing man, and I'm grateful for his obedience. I pray that our faith can be strong enough so that we too can follow exactly what God commands us to do. And I pray that our faith can also be so deep that it can be passed down another 42 generations. I hope you were blessed as I was with today's reading of the word. From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God I sing that again I love you, Lord I love you, Lord For your mercy never fails From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been
life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God All my life If you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am made Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness over all of our lives. Yeah, thank you, God. I pray that we would have such faith and trust in you so that um, yeah, that this faith and this relationship with you will not just stay in our own generation, but God, that we would be able to pass it down. Some of us have our natural children, Others of us will have our spiritual children that we have influence over. I pray that we'll be able to pass down faith and pass down something that is good and helpful and encouraging to those that are younger than us, God, in the next generation, so that um, that this trust in the goodness of God, this gratefulness, gratitude towards the goodness of God would be something that gets passed down. I pray that we would uh, walk in in faith, God. Walk in trust. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, why don't we do what we've been doing for EMP? Uh, if you could just take a minute just to come to the front. Let's do it. Get it in a circle and then we'll pray together for a few things. If you could play, Rachel, just from the instrumental and then you could just join us. Let's pray for first of all for our church uh, members, the ones that we have been praying for. Um, just get 
So let's pray for Isaac. Isaac is a boy, 14-year-old boy. We've been praying for because he has cancer. And uh, they should be in Beijing. They went to Beijing on the 11th. I don't think they're back yet. They're doing this treatment there. Uh, but he has some fluid in his heart. Um, so they were worried that they wouldn't be able to go. But they ended up going anyway. Fluid around the heart. But this fluid needs to uh, be gone. So they may have to do surgery later. So let's just pray that the fluid would dissolve itself. Uh, the treatment that they're receiving in Beijing would be good. Uh, they've had seen some success through the treatment. So let's pray for that. And then let's also pray for Addy. Addy is uh, the baby, two-year-old uh, baby who we've been praying for. Um, uh, Marcus and Audrey's uh, third child. And her kidney... Uh, kidneys need to be uh, fully healed and restored. Otherwise, they have to do this operation to... Um, I don't really know how it works, but they have to set up this dialysis for her through her stomach. Uh, that's scheduled at the end of February. So I think if the kidneys recover and are okay, they don't need to do the surgery. But if they don't, they'll have to do the surgery, which obviously is not ideal. So... Let's pray that uh, she wouldn't have to do this and that she, her kidneys will be fully restored so that she can go home without the surgery. So let's pray for these two cases. Also pray for Hazel. Hazel um, is a mom. She has a baby, uh, about a year old baby. And uh, husband's Andrew. So let's pray for this family as well. Hazel's got, got cancer and She's battling. So let's pray for healing for Hazel, healing for Isaac and his family. Uh, Lyman is his mom. And also Addie with Marcus and Audrey. Let's lift up these three uh, people in our church.
Let's pray for the house churches meeting this week. So starting with today and um, all the way through till Monday, next Monday uh, with OPR. Let's just pray for all the different house churches meeting throughout the week, discussing the sermon and praying together and encouraging each other. Let's pray that the Spirit of God would move in each of these house churches. Let's pray this, this week's house church. Let's pray for our anniversary weekend. This this weekend, so we have Pastor Eric Lehman coming from the U.S., a good friend of Pastor Sam's and a good friend of our church. Has been here many times, but let's pray for him that he'll get here safely and that he would be ready to go. That the Spirit of God would really anoint him and fill him up. That he will have a word to give to our church Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. Two services. Sunday service will probably be the same, so the same message. Um, yeah, let's just pray for Pastor Eric. Let's pray for also um, just the Friday night, Saturday night services that many people would come, that people will be hungry, and let's pray that there will be a real um, fullness of the presence of God in our sanctuary. That we would encounter the Lord in these meetings. Let's pray for the worship team. Cardia will be leading actually both Friday and Saturday. So let's pray for just anointing to be upon her that she would lead with such love and uh, sincerity, and God would be pleased with that worship, and the congregation would be able to join in. Um, so let's pray for those. Saturday in the morning time. Have, uh, in the in the lunchtime we have a appreciation barbecue for everyone that's been serving in our church uh, this past year 2023. So let's pray that that would be a beautiful time of celebrating and appreciating and just enjoying fellowship together. So let's pray for the whole anniversary weekend.
Great, thank you.、Uh, and then we have some time just to share if anybody has a prayer request.